Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered Woman of Faith. I am your host, Darianne Modalise, and I hope you are having a good week. If you haven't done so already, make sure you are all caught up on all things Unfiltered Woman of Faith. More importantly, if you are rocking with me and you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe, rate, and leave a comment below. Without further ado, let's get right into our first segment. The first segment of the night is called Help a Sister Out. This segment serves as a safe place for you to express your struggles and grievances as it pertains to the topic at hand. Together, we will work through these issues and really figure out what God is trying to say. Typically in this segment, I will provide a prompt or list of questions prior to the episode via social media to help guide you in submitting your questions and or scenarios. If you would like to participate in this segment in future episodes, follow me on Instagram at darianne.raynell for more information. You can find all of the information for my social media handles in the description of this episode. So earlier this week, I posted two separate prompts. One said, do you consider yourself to have high self-esteem? If so, were you always at this point or did you have to work to get to where you are now and explain how you got to where you are today? And the second prompt just simply asked if you have any general questions about self-esteem, confidence or self-worth to just leave them below. So I'm going to split this segment into two parts. The first part will address the responses for the first prompt. And then the second part will address the actual questions that were asked that will lead into our cake and punch segment. Just to reiterate, the first question was, do you consider yourself to have high self-esteem? If so, were you always at this point or did you have to work to get to where you are now? And explain how you got to where you are today. The responses reads as follows. I think I have medium self-esteem. I know I'm nothing to play with, but I acknowledge my insecurities often. I sit in them a lot longer than I should, but I think God wired me like this so I'd always be humble. I'm definitely looking for ways for my self-esteem to grow. I think I'm currently in that phase of my life now. Um, How many of you can relate to what she just said. I personally resonate with some of this. I believe that I am in the season of building my self-esteem even more, but I'm not sure for me if God is using the acknowledgement of my insecurities to humble me per se, but I know that God works differently in everyone's lives. So that may not be the case for me, but that could be the case for you. And I totally understand that. For me, I think... God is calling me in this season to shake these insecurities that I have off for good. God sees us as so much more than what we could ever see for ourselves. And although we are flawed and have insecurities, I don't think God sees them in the same lens as we do. I will explain more on why I feel this way later on in the episode, but I think that it's something to consider. Consider how you feel about your your insecurities in comparison to what God might be trying to show you through your insecurities. Um, And just a side note, these questions that I bring up 
during the episodes, I encourage you to write them down and really take the time to answer them. These questions are meant to be thought provoking and to encourage you to go to God on your own about these things. Each week we will talk about some pretty important topics. So don't let this podcast be the end all be all for you. Follow up with God afterwards so that you can hear directly from the source. Um, (laughs) I kind of went on a rant, but I just thought it was important to clarify. So, okay, moving on. The next response says, it was a process. I'm still not there fully, especially with my body changing now, but everything is a process and waiting is what God expects of us anyway. And growing up around white people did not help. It made me feel less than, but with God, I'm being renewed and I put my identity in him, which is why I'm good. First off, I'm happy that you are allowing God to renew your self-esteem. I can attest to how hard it is to rebuild your self-esteem. The process is not easy, but it's necessary. So I commend you. Um, But there are a few things that you mentioned that I want to shed some light on. The first being the changes that you're experiencing with your body. As women, we go through so much when it comes to our bodies. It's really annoying, actually. (laughs) And there's literally nothing we can do about the majority of the things that we experience. But it's important that we not let those things get to us. Of course, I'm an advocate of health. So if there are changes that need to be made, for the betterment of your health, by all means, make the necessary changes. However, there is also power in accepting the way that you are made and just rocking with it. The climate in which we are living in now is all for body positivity, but it is also in the business of making women with natural bodies feel insecure, and that's not cool to me. Don't get me wrong, I'm here for a little nip and tuck, if that's your ministry, but I'm not against women who choose to get surgery to fix or enhance certain parts of their bodies. Some of these women look real snatched and I get that, but it's also okay to be okay with the body God blessed you with. And speaking of being okay with all of that, I think it is also important to shed light on how race can play a role in all of this. You mentioned earlier that growing up around white people um, ate at your self-esteem a bit. And growing up as a black woman, I understand the feeling. I grew up in a diverse community and wasn't really aware of how the world really viewed me as a black woman growing up. And it wasn't until I got to high school that I started to kind of feel the weight of that. And this is not to be offensive to my white sisters that maybe listening to this, um, but this is just the hard truth. We live in a world that thrives off of us as black women not feeling comfortable in the skin that we are in. America specifically was designed to keep black women at a disadvantage, but understanding our identity in God, who made us all, is really all that we need. If God be for you, who could be against you? The world can try all they want to tear at our self-esteem, but it won't get far because God is for us and he's with us every step of the way. I'm sorry, y'all. Let me just warn you. 
I have a feeling that this episode is going to be long, (laughs) but please stick with me because I just have so much to say and I want us to really start to feel better about ourselves, but I'm going to move on um, because I can talk about race forever, but that's not what this is about today. The second part of Help a Sister Out, it will include just some general questions in regards to self-esteem, confidence, and self-worth. And in this case, we only have one question, so I will read it and then we'll address it in our next segment, which is the cake and punch. So the question says, how do you attain happiness without external factors? The segment we are going to now is titled Cake and Punch. As you may have heard in my previous episodes, Cake and Punch was inspired by my childhood as a church kid, and this segment will serve as the topic or lesson of the episode. The spiritual food that you will receive in this episode won't be a full course meal, but it will be just enough to hold you over until we meet again. I came up with this topic after watching this season of Married at First Sight. (laughs) If you have never seen the show before, shameless plug, I encourage you to watch it. The show is exactly what it sounds like. Love experts match complete strangers together. And the first time they meet each other, see each other, talk to each other or anything like that is on their wedding day. Well, this season, there is a couple on the show that is has stuck out to me, is sticking out to America right now, um, and the husband's name is Chris and the wife's name is Paige. They both claim to be Christians, they both grew up in church and claim that their faith in God is very important and significant to them, which is why the experts match them together. Well, long story short, Chris and Paige have only been married for three days, and Chris has already told Paige that he isn't attracted to her, but wants to continue to be intimate or have sex with her, and he has recently found out that he has a child on the way with another woman. There is so much to unpack here, and... There's prob- There probably could be a resolve somewhere in here, but my immediate response would be me packing my things and walking out the door. I would not stay in a relationship with someone who is continuously doing things to hurt me, like whether it's purposely or not, especially things as severe or as hurtful as the things I just mentioned. Paige, however has decided to still try to work things out with Chris this far. And my issue with that is not the fact that she has decided to stay and try to make things work. It's her reasoning behind wanting to stay that is just not sitting right with me. Paige has been saying continuously that she believes that God brought her on this journey for a reason She believes that her marriage with Chris is God-ordained, and because of that, it has to work. But I just don't see how God could ordain a marriage that includes such trauma. 
And quick disclaimer, this episode is going to include a lot of my opinion along with some scriptures that I will leave with you that correlates with my opinion. But I just want to let you know that I'm not speaking on behalf of God per se. So don't take my opinion for fact. Actually consult God and clarify with him. But anyway, I just don't see how Paige thinks that God would want her to go through something like this in her marriage. Now, I understand that God allows for us to go through hardships because there is something through the hardship that he may be trying to convey to us. Most of the time, um, when we do experience something like that, it's because God has been trying to get our attention and he's been trying to do it the nice way. But many of us just don't, it doesn't click right away. And so we have to be shook up a bit in order to get like to the root of what he's trying to say. So I understand that. But again, I don't understand how she could think that God ordained for her to be married to someone who is constantly hurting her. And all of this just made me think about the state of her self-esteem. If I could be honest, and maybe I am pinning this on her, and for that I apologize, but I just feel like her self-esteem has to be low to accept something like this especially right off the bat like it's not like they've been married for 20 something years and you know this has been a on and off type of thing like no they've literally been married for three days and he has already shown himself to me to not be worthy of being a husband to her at least um but anyway like I was saying <laughs> It made me think of the state of her self-esteem and I just want you to ask yourself, what is the state of your self-esteem? Tonight, I'm going to go over the literal definition of what self-esteem actually means. I'm going to talk about the external factors that contribute to our self-esteem as well as the danger in that. And then I'm going to give us some tips on how we can possibly raise our self-esteem I hope that sounds good to everyone okay so self-esteem is an individual's overall emotional evaluation of their own worth another definition says that self-esteem is another word for self-worth which means a sense of one's own value as a human being or what they feel they deserve as a person. In short, self-esteem is what you believe you deserve as a human being. So if you are a person who has high self-esteem, that means you believe that what you deserve is of high quality. If you have low self-esteem, that means you believe that what you deserve is of low quality. This definition or these definitions are important to understand because it helps us reevaluate the state in which our own self-esteem is in based on factual context. Once we have established the state in which our self-esteem is in, 
If we are not happy with that state, in order to change that, we must get to the root of where it started. I'm going to pause here for a quick second because many of us are trying to repair the broken areas of our life while still being in the environment that broke us or being surrounded by the people or the things that contributed to our brokenness. An example of this, to better understand this concept, um, I know for me, (laughs) it helped me. If you think about a tumor or a cyst that has been found in the body, if you don't get the root or the core of that out, it's just going to continue to resurface and grow again until you get all of it out. So what in your life do you continue to allow to regrow and resurface? A lot of us end up in the same situations over and over again, becoming even more broken each time and wonder why. And that's because you haven't got to the root or the core of your brokenness. There is a reason why we keep attracting the same type of no good man. There is a reason why we keep attracting toxic friends. And it's because we haven't got to the core or the root of the issue. And some of us aren't even trying to touch the surface. You have to get that stuff out of you in order to see true change. Now, knowing that, let's get into some possible roots or causes as to why our self-esteems are in the state that they are in. Like Sis mentioned in the last segment, she asked, how do you attain happiness without external factors? And I really want to break this question down a bit because so many of us, including myself, have placed our happiness, our self-esteem, our self-worth, and so many other things into external factors, which is why our self-esteem is so low, which is why we feel we deserve to be in relationships that don't serve us, which is why we feel that God ordained for us to wallow in misery. When your self-esteem is rooted in anything other than God, the state of it will forever fluctuate. God is the only thing on this earth that remains the same, which is why he calls us to put our trust in him and not in man. As humans, we can be very trifling and unstable. Should we be that way? Probably not. But because we live in a fallen world, That's just what it is. No matter how saved you may think you are, we have all done things to others that were just not good, that were trifling. That is why it's so dangerous to allow others to control how you feel about yourself. I'll use myself as an example because I really want you to understand the point that I'm trying to make. So like... Our other sis mentioned earlier about having medium self-esteem. I feel like that is where I am now. I am a very confident person when it comes to who I am outwardly. I am very comfortable with the way that I look. I think I am very easy on the eyes. Shout out to my parents for being beautiful human beings. Um, I know that I am smart and intelligent. I like to think that I have a great personality, but 
I am not always as confident when it comes to who I am internally or who I am as a person, meaning how I come across to others. When I was a kid, I wasn't even anywhere near as confident as I am now. If you knew me growing up, I was very little. I still am, but even more so then. I was younger than everyone in my grade. I had glasses with the sun tint on them. <laughs> I was really shy. I didn't talk to a whole bunch of people. I usually, I usually just stuck to like one friend every year. Overall, I was just a nerdy kid. So for the earlier part of my life, my confidence and my identity was wrapped up in my education. I always had good grades. School wasn't really a challenge for me. I was always winning awards. So my self-esteem in that area was really high. I was known for being a smart kid. And because back then nobody was really checking for me, you know, I wasn't someone that the boys had a crush on. I wasn't the girl that all the other girls wanted to be friends with. So I clung to my academics very heavily. And fast forward to middle school, now I'm still known for being the smart girl, but now guys are starting to like me. I have all these friends and my self-esteem is through the roof. This was also when social media had really started popping off. So now I'm gaining followers um, from there and people that I don't even know are wanting to be my friend. And it just made me feel good and everything was great. This even carried over into the earlier part of high school. But then fast forward to senior year of high school slash um, the start of college, my confidence was shut down again completely. I went from being the smartest person in my class at one point to giving 110% into a subject just to not pass. I went from everyone wanting to be my friend to multiple people telling me I wasn't a great friend. I went from being the girl that guys wanted to be with to being told that men only wanted hoes and not a goody two-shoes. Like somebody literally told me that. Um, And all of the confidence and self-esteem that I had built over the course of basically my entire life was shut down in the matter of two years. So, like, I had lived, what, let's just say 17 years up until that point, or 16 years, and I spent all of that time building up my self-esteem just for it to be shut down in the matter of two. I can go on and on about how people have not been nice to me, but the point in me saying all of this is to demonstrate the danger of rooting your self-esteem in how others view you. If your self-esteem is rooted in the approval of others or in how others treat you, the state of your self-esteem will always fluctuate. Your confidence will always waver and you will begin to think that how they feel about you is true and that's not always the case. During many of those moments in my life, I started to think that There had to be some truth to what was happening. Like, it couldn't be all them. It had to be me. I started to think maybe science wasn't for me. Maybe I needed to choose a subject or a major that I was good in. 
Maybe I wasn't a good friend. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I just do too much. Maybe it is true what Satan's son told me. Like, I just started to think all of these things and I even acted on some of them. But what I'm getting at is that allowing others to control how you feel about yourself does nothing but lead to this never-ending cycle of feeling undeserving and unworthy. God does not call us to be in relationships with others who do not view us in the same light that he views us in. Anyone telling you that relationships come with a little pain and a little misery, like that's just the territory, is lying to you. And God does not want that for us. So to answer your question on how to find happiness outside of external factors, my answer to you is to root your happiness in God. Ask yourself, who does God say that I am? What does God say that I deserve? Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. God gave himself for us. Acts 17 verse 28 says, for in him we live and move and have our being. God is the orchestrator and the finisher. He is the one who in which everything we want resides. There is a reason God put all of us on this earth and it wasn't for us to live lives of pain, hurt, and heartache. Jeremiah 29, 11 verses 12 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future if we claim to serve the God that would declare those things out of his mouth why would we ever accept things that are not prosperous to our lives why would we choose into relationships with people who bring us harm and destroy our sense of hope God doesn't want that for us so we shouldn't want that for ourselves in closing I want to leave you with this we must believe God we must put the opinions of others aside and look to God for all things. Plant and root your identity in Christ. When you finally wake up and recognize who God says you are, there is no stopping you. The things that people will say to you will just roll right off your back because you know who you are in God. And in order to find out who God says you are, you have to talk to him. You have to build a relationship with him and he will reveal all things to you. I am still a work in progress when it comes to having high self-esteem, but I thank God that he has renewed me in so many ways. Like, uh, there has just been so many times where things just could have went bad. Like, I know a lot of people who, suffer from depression and like who have suicidal thoughts but I'm thankful that it never got that far for me and so I'm telling you that if you really root yourself in God he will renew you and you will just have a totally different perspective on your life if all that in a bag of chips was a person it would be me because that's just how I've really been feeling these days. I'm not perfect and I still have my days where 
I doubt myself, but I know who I am with Christ and in Christ. And because of that, I know I'm going to always be straight. Period. (laughs) But all right, y'all. That's all I have for this segment. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you feel more encouraged about yourself. Okay? Just know you're not one of them, sis. So don't let anybody play with you like you are. Um, I know I probably said this um, episode was going to be long. I don't know if it's long or not. If it's not long, just kidding. <laughs> but if it is long, you made it this far. So you might as well just continue to rock with me. So the last segment of this episode is called Fellowship. Fellowship is a time in the show when you all are able to ask me random questions prior to the show about literally anything and I'll answer them. This is my way of letting you all get to know me a little more outside of church related things. And so this week we finally got some questions. If you've been listening every week, you know for the past two weeks, nobody has been asking me anything. Like nobody has been caring about what's going on in my world, but... Today, we got two questions. So, the questions that I received were similar. So, I think I'm just going to answer them both at the same time. The first one says, what is the most difficult thing you are learning to accept with starting this podcast? And the second one is, what is the biggest obstacle of having a podcast? Um, I think the most difficult thing that I am learning to accept with starting this podcast is one that people are going to be all up in my business. Um, like I stated, I think on the first episode, I, I'm a private person, like I'm really the type of person where like, if you don't ask me, I'm not going to tell you. And even if you do ask me, depending on who you are, I probably still won't tell you. (laughs) Like, that's just the type of person that I am. I don't put all my business on front street. I'm not an open book by any means. And, um, God revealed to me before starting this podcast that, People needed to hear my story. People needed to hear the things that I have gone through because there is freedom in me sharing the things that I have experienced, freedom for myself as well as for other people. And that was something that was really bothering me because I knew that I was going to have to be like really raw and um, transparent and you know, all them other words that's associated with that, which is why I came up with the name um, Unfiltered because, like, I just knew that in order for people to really hear what God is saying or to really, like, want to hear what God was saying, I was going to have to open myself up a lot more. And it just scared, it scared me and it still scares me because, There are just certain things that I don't want to relive. Like, I don't want to think about it. Not saying that, like, 
I just had this terrible life or like I've had so many terrible experiences, but I have had some experiences that were not great that I just don't really want to get into. I really would not like to, but I know that through this episode, there are going to be some areas that I'm going to have to touch in order for other people to receive, you know, healing and freedom. And also like there are things that like, my parents don't even know there are things that my some of my closer friends don't even know and I don't know I just I didn't think I think sharing that I guess I thought maybe they would feel some type of way because they probably should know that or didn't like there's just so many thoughts centered around that that really scared me and I think the biggest obstacle to answer the second question of having this podcast is understanding that this is just what I have to do because this is what God called me to and that once I do it, I'm not in control of what happens afterwards. So it's kind of like if you post something or you send something to someone that you don't necessarily want to get out, but then it ends up being exposed It's kind of like you don't really have control over what happens after that. And that's kind of how it is with this podcast. The things that I'm sharing, I don't know what people are going to do with this information, especially like the very vulnerable information that I have already released and that I will eventually release in the future. And so that's just been the biggest, I guess, um, struggle and the hardest thing to except with doing this podcast but so far so good um I think God has been definitely giving me peace with that and I don't feel burdened by this podcast at all once I say whatever I have to say it's really like a release for me like I've gotten all that out and I know that somebody is going to be touched by it so it doesn't really concern me much but when I think about it it is something that scares me so I hope that answers your question and those were great questions by the way thank you for submitting them I appreciate it before we close out the podcast I want to give us some words of affirmation to say out loud I saw these affirmations on pretty and prayed up's Instagram shout out to pretty and prayed up if you are not following them on IG please follow them and become a part of our community um, they, the CEO show, she posts Bible studies weekly, like on her story. Um, she also posts very encouraging, like words, scriptures, um, words of affirmations and things like that. And also it's a clothing brand. So they have really cute clothes. Um, they have some journals too. And, um, they even released a cup at one point. I'm not sure if it's going to be restocked or not, but Yeah, go out and follow them on IG, check them out, and I promise that you won't regret it. But I'm going to read the affirmations, and directly after that, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to let y'all go. So repeat after me. I am worthy. I deserve good things just because. I must lead with love. 
even if love does not follow. Facts are not feelings. Therefore, what I feel can and will change. I may have a little bit of fear, but I got a whole lot more faith. I will not explain my decisions to make others comfortable. And it ain't nothing I can't do. And that's just on Mary Had a Little Lamb, okay? Period. (laughs) Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for everyone listening to this episode. Lord, I thank you for the person that you have called them to be. After hearing you speak through this episode and during our personal conversations with you, we will no longer worry about what has happened in our past, nor will we stress out about what is to come in the future. You have declared us righteous and blessed, and we understand that what you have declared will not and cannot be changed. Your word says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Help us to see that and delight ourselves in that. Thank you, Lord, for the life that you have given us. Help us to navigate in this fallen world. Um, And most importantly, thank you for loving and choosing us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, see y'all next week.